you're listening to the Rugged Legacy Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Putnam. Everyone, and welcome back to the Rugged Legacy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Bobby Dino, a good friend of mine, who recently, yes. amid, amid all the travel bans, decided it was a good time to move to Europe, currently ki- killing it in Romania. Bobby, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm glad to be here, Jeff. Uh, how are you doing, bro? Not too bad. We're getting ready to hunker down for the long haul of this whole Corona shutdown. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's um they're doing they're they aren't as crazy as what I've been seeing going on in the states, like people fighting over toilet paper and stuff like that. But they've implemented here in in Bucharest uh, certain restrictions, like not going out at night, and um, you're you're supposed to, uh, I think they said like 10 people at a time in, in the different stores or whatever, social distancing, that stuff. But it, it's just, you know, people are living with it. It is what it is. Yeah. But I figure hell for a guy like you, I mean, you spent 10 years in prison. The social distancing is not really something you're concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, I can't remember who I was talking with, but I was like, uh, man, I, I might have even made a, a a tweet about it or something, but I'm here by myself. And it's like, I haven't had this much solo time since I was like on 23 hour lockdown. Like I'm just, I'm in this apartment, bro, writing and doing whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to talk to you about your book, The Code, and that was written based off of a lot of the experiences and things that you had uh, during your time in prison. But sure. I think it kind of parallels to what we're seeing now in a lot of people right now with the forced social distancing and the forced isolation, they could really benefit from a lot of the mindset things that you've talked about in your book. Yeah. I mean, so the code to put it for those that don't know, it's, it's basically an instruction manual on how to be a stand up guy. You know, it's, it's uh, having, respect and honor. It's how you deal with people, how you uh, look at certain things, um, how you live your life, essentially. Uh, I, I wrote that book because there was a, a lot of young men that were writing me in my DMs. Uh, some of them were older, but most of them were like early 20s, you know, late teens. And um, it, it was very straight up questions like, hey, how do I be a man? Hey, how can I act to where people will respect me? Hey, my dad was never in my life. I don't know anything. I feel like a, like a nerd, you know, how do I, you know, be like a real man that people respect? I mean, like just uh, so many of them that instead of just doing the DMS back and forth, you know, because then you're investing time and writing paragraphs and books to people, you know, I just said, Hey, I'll, I'll write a book about it. And that, uh, for those, oh, just, just a quick plug. Uh, I do have a hardback version, but since my move to Europe and figuring out the logistics of sending those out to where the shipping isn't more than what the book costs, uh, I've, I've stopped shipping the hardback. But if you go to bobbydino.com, I still am selling the electric, uh, the ebook uh, version of the code. I think it's like 10 button, 999 or something like that right now. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. It's just ridiculous how crazy things have been. I'm lucky with uh, Rugged Legacy that 
you know, my shipping is still okay, but a lot of the international customers I have aren't really buying all that much right now because there's no way to get it to them. They've shut down a lot of the, uh, or at least slowed down a lot of the uh, export kind of thing. Yeah, uh, from what I've seen, it's just ridiculous everywhere. Um, I know that some friends of mine who, excuse me, some friends of mine who live here in Bucharest, uh, they have uh, clothing that they sell and they've had to stop doing that because just the, the shipping and all that is, is way off, just too much. Yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna change the way we look at the world, how we see the world, how we live in the world. I think so. Right now, there's a lot of people that are, you know, afraid of what the future is going to hold. Obviously, you don't look like the type that's really afraid of the future. I'm not. But, you know, going back to some of the things that you put in the code with, you know, being a stand-up guy, having honor, a lot of those characteristics, you know, they're not just for something in a vacuum. They're not for, oh, well, when you're in the workplace or when you're with your family or when you're with your friends or you're out in public. It, it, it kind of completely encompasses, you know, every aspect, especially even when, you know, shit gets hard because it's easy to be a stand-up guy when, you know, shit's easy. Yeah. It's when, shit, yeah. It's when shit's hitting the fan that your metal gets tested and you can still hold that line. Right. You know, uh, you you and I have similar backgrounds in the sense that we've we've both been through some really trying times, and I think that that's why you and I are able to to still move forward and to still have a, a bright or positive outlook in the face of imminent demise and you know social uprest, right? Uh, the code. The first, the first chapter of that book is, is about accepting responsibility for your station in life, for where you are so far and all that. The second chapter talks about commitment. And it goes to say, with, or it goes to follow with what you're talking about, how when things are easy, it's, it's easy. Um, committing is, is 100%. So whatever type of, of code you're gonna commit to, you have to be all in. There's no dip in your toes. There's no, you know, maybes or if this works out or whatever. Once you accept responsibility for your life and accept responsibility for the station of where you are and realize, like, I need to change this because it's not working for me, you need to be fully committed. If you're not fully committed, if you're only half, we say half-stepping, you're only half-stepping, right, it's not going to work out for you. And if anything, it might even end up worse for you. Yeah, you know, I think today we see a lot of people with uh, what I like to call, and it's probably the complete wrong term because I think it's an actual thing, but uh, mirror syndrome, where they have an idea of the kind of image they want to portray. And so, you know, more so along the lines of where they're influenced by a character or a person that they see or know. And sure. like, I'm going to emulate that guy but yeah. not fully into everything that guy represents. You know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. that old saying that every man ha every man wears a badge and what that badge represents is independent to each man. That's, 
That's true. And my, my thought on, on emulation, right? So if you see somebody that's doing something that, and I want to, I want to clarify this because I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea, nothing illegal. Okay. I'm not going to recommend anything like illegal or bad or, or whichever. But if, if you see a man that's living his life in such a way to where you go, you know what, look, things are working out for this dude. Um, he's, he's got a good life. That's something I'd like to be. There's nothing wrong with trying to emulate that as that, that's what mentors are for, you know, mentors help you, but, but you don't want to try and be that guy. There's a difference. There's a difference between trying to emulate someone and trying to be someone still be yourself. Okay. Because when you try to be someone, people are just going to think you're a faker. They're going to be like, Oh, look, he's, he's dressing like him. He's talking like him. Now he's got the same color socks. And you know what I mean? It's like when you're trying to do that, there's a fine line. So emulate someone and, and what they're doing. Sure. Nothing wrong with that, but just remember that you are your own person. You know, you, yeah. you are an individual. Yeah. But you know, what I'm seeing is a lot of people don't have a code that they live by. They just see someone else's life and they try to emulate that or, right. they see the, you know, they see how someone else, acts or interacts with someone mm-hmm. and that's the life they want, but they don't fully, like you said, in your, what the second chapter of the book commit mm-hmm. to that yeah. life. They don't commit to that life. They don't say I am the guy who will do this. They right. portray the guy who will do this or who does that, but they're not fully sure. committed. You know, you know, we see it a lot especially, you know, in our social circle that you and I share, mm-hmm. people go, oh, that's guys living this way. And it's, it's LARPing when they try to emulate it. They're not really right. living that life. And right. I think it's, it's more of an epidemic than the coronavirus at this point that men don't know <laughs> who or what they are as far as who they are and whether, you know, what they represent. You know, yeah, there's definitely you definitely kind of have to have sight of who you are. Okay. Um, You can't ever be anyone else. Uh, You can't have you can't expect someone else to do something for you. Right. Uh, And and there is a lot of that to where the, the LARP thing, that's the live action role playing. Is that what that that is? Okay. Just making sure I have. Look, I, I'm in my 40s, man. I, I, you know, some of these things just. But anyways, okay. So the the LARPing, it exists. But the thing is, when you have when you're half stepping like that, when you're not fully committed, or you just say, you know, I'm just gonna the the problem, the the solution to my problem is I'm just gonna be that guy, right? The problem is, is that if someone comes along and they pull your card, you know. Um, you're going to really look bad. You're going to lose a lot of face. You're going to lose a lot of respect. And you probably, here's the thing. When you're faking, a lot of times when people are faking something, like because they don't have that outside assessment, they think like they're getting over on everyone. You know, like they're just like, yeah, I got this, whatever. But in reality, anyone with half a brain or someone like me and you that's used to spotting people and how they are or whatever you instantly know like you're like oh faker 
you know, LARPer, right? So you're already at a level to where you're not getting real respect to begin with. And then if, if you keep going and somebody like, you know, pulls your card on it, then you're just going to lose a whole bunch of face and feel bad. So it's, it's better to, to commit. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of us, when we were younger, we were all LARPers at some point. Sure. And, uh, everybody, every teenager is trying to do that. But, you know, whether it's somebody or something that pulls your card, you know, especially with what's going on in the world right now, you see a lot of hard asses and all of a sudden they start panicking. You're like, oh, so oh, you're, not as, uh, you're not as dialed in as you thought you were. You know, you see a lot of people's true colors come out because shit got hard. Boy, you know what? Some, some of these characters, uh, I already had an idea. I've either met him in person or, uh, you know, whichever. I, I already had an idea of what. But um, it, it's been very enlightening. And, and, it's, and it's a trip because, like you said, people are starting to notice now. And they're going to remember, like, you know, whichever. Um, I, I, I hate the, the fact that this coronavirus is so big and epidemic that, like, it's, we just we can't even avoid talking about it at this point, you know, because it's just it is what it is. But there is that now when you talk about being a, a young man or everybody larping at some point you know part of being a young man is is being impressionable young men are looking for their tribe uh they're naturally drawn to others you know so that they can get that validation that there's something right and so there are in a sense ways that people uh larp now when i was a kid uh i had family that did family business and uh, not all of it was legal. And my uh, LARPing was being involved in that aspect, you know, uh, being being a gangster, so to speak. And it look where it, it, it led me. Right. You know, so so it's it's not it's a very big deal. And, and I recommend all the time to younger men, get a mentor, find a mentor, find somebody who's willing to talk to you, an older guy that's, you know, doing good somewhere where you like to be, because it's important that men have the right person to emulate because you can get caught up in the flash. Like, that's what I did. It was all flashy. You know, it's like, oh, like, hey, man, I was I was there was one other kid. And keep in mind, this is 1993. OK, I, I was a. Uh, 93 and 94, I was a junior in high school. There was one other kid in that school who had a cell phone. He, he was an, an Asian guy and both of his parents were surgeons and they had got him a cell phone. Um, other than that, uh, nobody, I, I mean, like I was living the life. Like it was, I had a good car, I had a whatever, and I got caught up in that flash, you know? Hey, hey Jeff? Yeah. Oh, there, it came back. I lost your audio for a second. No, 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 back. I was just, I was just reading the audio. Oh, okay. But dog's no. barking. I'm I'm all good. <laughs> well, this is the rugged legacy podcast, and some of these I'll be doing outside. I enjoy my my social distancing, as it were, out here in the woods. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I I dig it. But um, now, yeah, you titled your book "The Code," and mm -hmm. every man has to have a code. What would you say are some of the key components of a code that every man should have? Like the baseline 
items that a man should implement into his own personal code? Uh, first and foremost, accept responsibility for where you're at in life. All the good and all the bad has happened because of where you're, what you've done. Uh, I know that that sits really hard with people sometimes. And, and you'll get the, what about this? You know, like, oh, what about rape victims? Or what about whatever? And a rape victim is, is responsible for getting raped uh, or anything like that. Although sometimes bad choices put you in a position to where that's able to happen. Not, again, not, not saying that it's right or good. I'm just saying there, there are so many people and so many different times when I've spoken with people uh, to where they'll go, oh, well, what about this or what about that? And it's like you have to point out to them like, okay, so if you weren't at the drug dealer's house and hanging out with a drug dealer, you wouldn't have got arrested with them. Right. Like, so it's like they don't draw the lines. They just say, well, I wasn't doing anything and I got arrested or I wasn't there and, and this or what. Well, if you weren't hanging out with the tweakers that robbed the person and killed them, you would not be an accessory. You know, so we all have choices that we make. Life is nothing but a series of choices. Uh, we, we choose on large levels, we choose on small levels, but everything is a choice. And so first and foremost, it would be accepting responsibility. Uh, I, I'm going to try and slim this down because obviously I don't want to just, you know, basically uh, do the whole book, but it would be accepting responsibility. It would be committing to a, to a new plan of action. So you've realized like what's going on right now doesn't work for me. I, I need to do something else because this is not right. Uh, you, you commit 100% to a new plan of action and you implement, you handle your business. Um, you continue to learn. Learning is essential. Okay. Uh, just like I, I, I've written this before, like, like a dying man or like a, a man dying of thirst seeking water. That's how you should seek education. Okay. It should be something that's just essential to, to you. Um, continue to have a positive outlook. And I don't mean positive in the sense that you walk around with a smile on your face and you're hugging everybody you see. I mean positive in the sense that you are positive you are going to obtain your desired outcome. You're not going to uh, accept no for an answer or deviate or do whatever. You're going you're gonna to work towards what you want. And then handling your business, uh, maintaining the momentum that's happening and just continuing to handle what comes towards you uh, in an honorable way and with integrity, uh, integrity being that whether somebody's there looking or whether they're not looking, you have a way that you live and that's what you're going to do. Uh, you, you continue to do that. You'll find yourself in a good spot. Yeah. Uh, I, def I definitely agree with those, especially the last one, the integrity part, you get a whole lot of people that, portray who they are in public but you know it's the moves that they make in the dark that you know you're if they ever came to light and even if they don't they're still lying to themselves you know right and right there's there's no worse deception than self-deception yeah you know you yeah can that's talk yourself up and be as big as you want you know at home but when you walk out into the world 
and you're a mouse among men, you have to live holistically in that aspect. You have to be who you are. And if you're big on the outside, you need to be big on the inside. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, the beauty of accepting responsibility and, and committing, you know, following a code, people think that that freedom is this, is this thing to where it's just, you can do anything you want and you can just, you can live. However, that's not freedom. That's, that's anarchy. Right. right? That, that's, that's chaos essentially. Um, when you, it, it's kind of like this weird paradox because when you commit to following a code or, or a way of life, right. And, and you, you have rules that you live by, you're actually more free because you know that these are your boundaries. As long as I stay within these, I'm going to have a good fulfilling life to where I feel good about who I am as a person and will continue moving forward in a manner that will only elevate me. Uh, a lot of people have a problem with that because they think that they shouldn't have to follow anything because I can do whatever I want. Um, the, the beauty about accepting responsibility for your actions is it's both the bad and the good. So whatever bad is, is happening in your life, that's your fault. Okay. Whatever good is happening in your life is your fault. So when you have a, a plan of action and, and, a, and a system or a code that you're living by and things are going well, you don't have to be like, I mean, granted, I, I believe in God and I thank God for a lot of things, but the point being is that you did that. You did right. that. You know, you don't, you don't have to blame an outside source like, oh, I was, I, I got blessed or I got lucky or I got what, no. You followed a, a course, you charted a destination, kept the ship, you know, going in the right direction, more or less. You know, there might have been course corrections. You might have gotten off a little bit, but you pointed the nose back where you needed to go, right? And you did it. That's you. You earned that. So there, there's a real beauty in accepting responsibility for your actions because, yeah, it's the bad, but it's also everything that's good. Yeah, you know. I like what you said about freedom. Freedom isn't having an unlimited amount of choices. Right. Because I, I, the way I like to look at it is you have a car at an eight-way stop. And you've got no idea where you're supposed to go or where you're going. And so you just stay there because you don't know what to do. There's an unlimited amount of choices. So you end up with uh, analysis paralysis. Yeah. You know? You, you spend so much time considering which way is the right way, you'd never make an actual move. Mm -hmm. But if, yeah. you limit, if you limit your choices, I can go left or I can go right. You've got much more freedom than what you actually have with more choices. Right. Because you, yeah. because you have to make a decision. Sure. You know? And, no, that's that's apt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the problems I see with so many young men now is they don't know what they're going to do because we've been telling them all their lives, you know, everything is possible. You know, the world is your oyster. You know, and I don't want it to sound like you know diminishing in their 
potential or opportunities, but sure. you tell someone they have a thousand options, they're never going to make one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's, there is that, uh, how'd you put it? Analysis par paralysis. Yeah. You said, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's an apt uh, observation because that does happen, especially with people that may not, um, that are new to like accepting responsibility to their life or for their life. And like, what now, you know? So it's like, they know it's almost kind of like AA, you know, you, you, you realize that your drinking's unmanageable. You, you got to turn it around or whatever, same kind of idea. So you realize like, Hey, my life is, is shit because of these bad choices I've made. Um, I realize that now I want to move forward in a po positive direction. Now what? Right. right. And you do, there, there are a lot of different choices and that's one of the reasons why now people, people stress a belief in God, uh, whether, whether you call him Yahweh or Allah or, or Allah or whoever, you know, uh, and I think one of the reasons why religion is such, uh, in and, in and of itself, its own code is because the whole basis behind these religions is to have that honor and integrity. So if you're taking uh, religion out of the out of the equation, so to speak, and not, you know, just just for the fact of, OK, this is me. Right. Um, honor and integrity are, are extremely important because it's not only important to have that those values with other people, it's you need those to implement those values with yourself. Uh, you, you need to be honest with yourself. Uh, I, I tell people, this is also something I talk about uh, in the code uh, and it's actually brought up quite a few times. Um, it, it's honest self-assessments, okay? So you have to be able to clinically look at yourself as though you're, a, it's the third person, you know, it's almost like being devil's advocate, right? And you go, okay, what's this guy doing? Is, is this decision that he's doing right? Is he, is this really something that he could, you know, is viable or good for him? Uh, are these people good to have in his life? Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't have that honesty and integrity, you'll end up lying to yourself and people lie to themselves more than, more than they do other people. You know, that, that's, that's a real common thing is, is lying to yourself. So it's, it's very essential to me that when I speak of honor and when I speak of integrity, you need those for advancement. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where I think now with as many outside influences, people are, are, are constantly bombarded with, mm -hmm. you know, having a clear line of where you're going. And it doesn't have to be so specific as I'm going to do this job, then transition to this job and yada, yada. And I'm going to end up at this job, but more of right. the kind of person you are, the kind of man you are, you know, not, I'm going to try to get my life together because that's not, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. I'm going to get my life together. Yeah. You know, for me, it was, I'm going to work on, the relationship I have with my wife. I'm going to work on the relationship I have with my kids. I'm going to work on the relationship I have with myself 
so that I can be the best father, man, husband. And what does that look like? Well, it, it looks like, you know, I'm going to be there financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically for my family. And I'm also going to embody uh, the principles of what other men would want to be. Nice. You know, and in doing that, you establish this sense of honor where you're not going to do anything that would keep you from being able to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. You know, honor doesn't mean that you can't like have fun in life. You know, it no. doesn't mean that you can't, that you can't enjoy life. It just means that you have a set of rules that you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do harm to others. Right. And unnecessarily. You're gonna, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> unnecessarily. We can, we can, we can preface that. And then, uh, and you're going to live your life in such a way that uh, it's beneficial to you and it's beneficial to those close to you, you know, to those that you're taking care of, you know, or those that are in your circle, whatever, right? Um, there is a sense to where people act as though honor or integrity isn't that important. You know, they, they'll, you'll see it uh, in some of the writings, either, even, you know, like some of the posts about like, you know, oh, well, you can just always fuck this guy over or, oh, if somebody does this, you know, screw him or, oh, you know, here's a way you can get out of doing this or, you know, I just saw this post today and it had so many, I, it was like in the hundreds of thousands of likes and, and retweets, okay? And then the, the, the comments were all in support of it. But somebody uh, went into a, a grocery store with a backpack and was stealing a bunch of stuff. It was, they were throwing all this different stuff into their, their uh, backpacks. And then it shows them like, like they're so cool walking by the cops with the backpack on like they think they're, you know, gangster or something. And then it shows them going home and making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and putting hand sanitizer. And then they they don't even have the respect to hand it to them. They're like driving by homeless people throwing paper bag bombs at them, right? And the whole time in the background, uh, do you remember that 70s cartoon put out by Disney, the Robin Hood? Yeah. Do you remember? Robin Hood and little John walking through the forest, jumping fences, dodging trees, trying to get away. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. oodalada, oodalada, golly, what a day. So they've got that music playing in the background. Like these fools think like they're Robin Hood. Like they think like like they're doing something that's like good. And you should see the the responses, you know, oh it's not stealing if it's from a corporation. Oh, you know, what are you, a bootlicker? Oh, this and that and blah, you know, like all these people in support. And it's like, that's not honor. That's no. not integrity. Because honor, if you have a code about, you know, not doing harm to others unnecessarily, not stealing their stuff, right? That goes across the board. There is no, okay, don't steal unless it's a corporation or a Walmart when you can steal. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, so those are, all, those are all justifications. Right. You know? And, you know, we laugh at the, the phrase, real men do this or real men do that. But it's got, you know, when I had Tanner Guzzi on, we joked a lot about the whole real men don't care how they look thing. Mm -hmm. But... Ultimately, it comes down to 
a real man will live his life in a way that he does not need to justify anything that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. If you've done something and you need to justify it with, well, it was only because of this, so it doesn't matter. No, it matters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And and someone and someone like Tanner. And justifications are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Tanner. I've met Tanner in person once, and and I was I immediately got the sense of a person that lives his life by a code. You know, lives his life by by some by honor and integrity. So he he would be someone that that is easily easily listened to on the subject because just from my own meeting him, I could tell right away. Um, and and you're right when you when you have to justify bad behavior, you know, um, or any type of behavior for that matter, uh, it's it's not good. And, and and a lot of that goes back to taking responsibility too. Oh, if you know, it, it would have gone off okay if only that cop weren't there, and and or it would have been fine if so and so hadn't have snitched. Uh, it would have been what? Oh man, that's not how it works. You know, if you have to live your life in fear that someone's going to tell on you, or someone's going to see you do something, you know, or hear about you doing something, you're not doing something integral. You know, you're you're not you're not. Uh, there, there's a lack of honor and respect there. Yeah. And, you know, it's, we see, especially today, you know, you see it everywhere you go. People are making excuses for their behavior. Well, it's because, you know, the government's got me down, man, or whatever, you know, or yeah. I had a, I had a bad childhood, but that circles right back to what you were talking about with accepting responsibility for your station in life. You know, mm -hmm. You had a bad childhood. I had a bad yeah. childhood. You know, mm -hmm. we've both seen a lot, pretty much identical pasts. Mm -hmm. But we didn't become products of our environment. Right. You know, at well, least I, I did for a time. <laughs> well, yeah, every, everyone, yeah. Kind of, you know, for a time. But those are in your younger right. and impressionable years where you're just. Mm -hmm kind of just aimlessly wandering through, right. you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. Right. But there, there's got to come a point when you decide that you're not going to be a product of what's around you or where you came from, but you're going to make everything that's around you and where you are a product of you. Sure. You know, uh, you're right, man. There's, there's, there's always circumstances, okay? So you have this nature and nurture, right? So I can say that, you know, uh, a crazy mother or I had relatives that were doing illegal things and, and, and I could say like, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't have gotten into any trouble if I didn't have such, you know, an abusive past and, and you know, these relatives that were, if, if, if I wasn't being, steered by them, I would have never gotten in trouble. But ultimately, while we can be influenced by things, and that influence may be severe in some cases, it's still your choices and what you decide to do with your life. It's, it, it always circles back to that. 
okay? Because ultimately you had a choice. Whether you were brought up like thinking, like just talking about stealing, you know, oh, stealing's all right. Look, I can't believe that there's anyone on the planet, okay, that thinks that stealing is just okay. They know it's wrong. That's why they do it where people aren't looking so they don't get caught doing it, right? right. So by the very essence, they know it's, it's not right, okay? And they had that choice to make. Now, they may have had parents that brought them up to steal. You, you know, uh, we got we to gotta survive, you know, do this. They may have been stealing from when they were a little kid. But the fact that you have to hide and do it in secret, you know it's not right. You know you're not supposed to be doing that. So just using that as an example, sure, we may have these influences. We may have the, these nurturings of, of a direction to go. But ultimately, the choice is ours. And once we realize that we are the masters of our decisions, of our destiny, uh, we're the one driving or you know commanding the ship, then you got to expect that in total. Yeah, um, I think that anything that you have to do in secret, anything you have to hide your face for, mm -hmm. it's kind of common knowledge you probably shouldn't be doing it you know you know and i'm not i don't, I don't want to make this about you know politics or whatever but i'll use antifa as an example i'm 100 percent in support of right to go out and protest and you know stake their middle finger up to the man because hell i stake my middle finger up to the man i'm not an <laughs> activist of any way but you know, right. I still, I live my life on my damn terms and, you know, not everybody has to agree with it. Sure. But when you see in on both sides, whether it be whoever Antifa is protesting or whoever they're uh, protesting against, mm -hmm. they act out in these just anarchical ways. Mm -hmm. And they're hiding yeah. their face while they do it. If you had to hide your face, then you probably shouldn't have been doing it. But then, of course, they'll go and they'll try to shift the blame and say, well, it's because of so-and-so's oppressiveness and da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. Or the other one will go, well, because these guys were doing this to us. If you're 100% justified in what you're doing, you know, and you're 100% in the right, you don't have to hide your face. You don't have to yeah. you know, do it in secret. And if you have to do it in secret, you know you shouldn't be doing it. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, these guys, these younger guys, especially the ones like we're talking about, Antifa or whatever, I know that they, under the cover of patriotism and like, uh, you know, whichever, they make the excuse of, well, we got to go out and make this civil unrest in order to change things or whatever. But they aren't in my opinion, it's not being done in the way that affects a change. And here's what I mean by that. If you look back to the civil rights era, when they were doing sit-ins, when they were doing whatever, I have yet to see one black person during the 60s or during any of those civil rights, black or white for that matter, that were wearing masks when they were going in and sitting in. Because wow. part of the, the dramaticism and the effect of, of 
trying to make a change is the fact that you are willing to show your face. You are right. willing to be, you know, hey, I'm behind this. This is who I am. Uh, you know, my name is Bobby Dino, whichever. I'm here supporting this, right? It's, it's similar to, uh, and, and I know everybody goes, but what about, I know there's good anonymous accounts on there, but for the most part, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Okay, let's be real. Those anonymous accounts are there to just talk shit or to just do whatever. Um, they, they're, they're hiding behind anonymity so that they can just say whatever they want without any consequence, okay? Same with Antifa. Yeah. They're being anonymous so they can do whatever they want and no consequence. If you want to really affect some kind of change and you want to uh, be an, an, have integrity and, and have honor, you have to be willing to accept the consequence of whatever your actions are. Yeah. Hey, this is me. I'm Bobby Dino. If I get uh, beat by a cop or sprayed with a fire hose right now or maced down to the ground, I don't care because this is so important to me that I'm showing you who I am. I'm here. Yeah. And that's one of the main facets of being a man or just being an honorable person is, is, is the courage to accept the consequences for your beliefs, if you truly believe them, you know, and the only analogy that really comes to mind right now uh, would be, you know, those Christians in these other countries where they're persecuted for their beliefs and they have the option to say, no, 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 I'm blank religion or I'm, you know, this religion, but they go, no, nope, I'm a Christian. Yeah. And it's the conviction and the courage that they have that got, you know, garnered the global attention to these persecuted people because they weren't hiding. You know, they go, this is who we are. We're not going to stop being who we are, you know, and so kill me if you want. Right. You know, and, and, they and had, it's funny. They had the courage for that. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's funny too, because, um, I had, I studied quite a bit on, on different religions and on, on, and, and I, I really believe that all of them have a spark of the divine, all the major ones. Okay. There, there, there is a, there is a spark of the divine in each one. Um, but, but just like Paul says, uh, I believe it's in Corinthians, you know, we only understand partially as, as if in a mirror and a mirror to them back then was a shined up piece of metal. So when he's saying partial, you didn't have like a good reflection, like how you do in a mirror today, you know, it was like kind of a dull, you know, reflection, but he says, as we understand in a mirror partially, then we'll understand fully. Right. So I don't believe any, uh, anybody's got the lock on God, you know, like they, I, they've got it all figured out. Right. But when you talk about, uh, about different religions, so, so Christianity is this religion of humility to where, uh, people are, are, being fed the lions and you know all this other stuff uh and and like you said they're they're still maintaining their faith they're saying hey here i am this is this is what it is you also have something like like islam to where that was more or less spread by the sword you know they were conquering and they were doing whichever but in both cases they were upfront with who they were they were they weren't trying to hide anything or weren't trying to whatever they were very you know direct in their approach and they reaped the consequences of their action mm -hmm. they you know took what i mean so, for their right 
So, so whether it's, you know, whether you, you live by turning the other cheek or you live by the sword, so to speak, there, there still is that, um, it's a type of respect. It is, you know, it's like, Hey, you got it. You got to give the guy his props. Like, like he's, he's doing it this way or he's doing it that way. Um, you know, as long as you're not, I mean, you don't want to be wrecking people for no reason, you know, but when you see how things happen, it's not, it's not the anonymous that got things done in life. Yeah. It's the, it's the people that attach their name to it. Yeah. Ultimately, I, I think that as a man, you have to be willing to put, and I hate this phrase because it's overused, but <laughs> to put skin in the game because your convictions mm-hmm. don't mean squat if they're not going to yeah. cost you anything. Mm-hmm. If your convictions aren't going to cost you, uh, if you're not risking anything professing your convictions, whether they be your faith, your political stance, uh, right and wrong morally, or whatever it is. If mm-hmm. in doing that, you're not risking something, then your convictions don't mean squat. And so with these anonymous people, they get on there and they spout all this stuff. And, you know, some of it I'll agree with, some of it I won't. But it doesn't have any weight behind it because there's no face to it. You know, there's no, this is me, take it or leave it, you know, persecute me if you have to, but I'm not going to back down from, you know, from what I believe or my stance. Right. And And you you have this this hollow virtues. Yes. Yes. You you know, there's, I always hear this, this argument for, for the Anon uh, thing is, oh, well, you know what, bro? if you had a family to support, which I mean, you know, I, I do have a family, uh, but, but it's like, you know, I've got this and that and I could lose my job for saying this or, or I could lose friends. And, and if it comes out who I really was, uh, you, it would mess my life up. So that's why I do the anon. So in my mind, they're thinking, or in their mind, rather, they're thinking like they're proving a point for themselves. But in my mind, it's like, they're proving my point. It's how much do you believe in what you're saying then? Yeah. You aren't willing to risk your, your, your whatever or your face or your whatever, because if you were really living a life of conviction, a life that you believed a life that, that meant something to you, then whatever you're spouting or saying you would attach your name to, if it really meant that much, if you're going to hide behind, I might lose my job. I might do this. Then either A, you don't really believe what you're talking about, or B, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because it's like if you're not going to uh, do it, whatever, like you said, it's hollow conviction. It's like if you aren't willing to risk your name on it, why should I risk mine? If you're not willing to attach your face to your belief, why should I attach my face to your belief? You know? Yeah. So uh, it's like, look. You either piss or you get off the pot. You're either in or you're out. So, like, if you're not willing to put a name and a face with your beliefs, okay, you either don't believe it fully or just be quiet. Get out of the game. Yeah, because I mean, 
to me, it, it seems if if you believe truly in something and you say you're passionate about it or whatever, but you're not going to say it with full disclosure of who the hell you are because you're afraid of losing something, then what you're afraid of losing means more to you than what you're allegedly passionate about. Right. Right. You know, I mean, who, who in history has ever followed someone like, like in, on a grand scale that they didn't know who it was? Can you think of any examples? Because I've, I've put this question to people and they go, Oh, well, well, military guys will follow officers' orders that they've never seen. No, those officers' orders are coming from the commander-in-chief, who they know good, good goddamn well who it is. Okay? Right. There's a chain of command, right? So I can't think of anyone because why should I risk who I am if you're not really willing to risk who you are? Yeah. And, you know, that kind of goes into the whole leadership aspect of it. You know, as a man, you're supposed to be a leader and you're supposed to lead your family. But if you're, you know, giving orders or, you know, professing this and professing that from the dark, who the hell is going to follow that guy? You know, right. I want someone Absolutely. I can trust. And if, you, and if I don't want some meek mouse who's hiding behind, you know, his wife's skirt. Right. To be the guy that I follow. I want the guy who's willing to stand up, take the arrows and go, yeah, it's stung, but I still believe truly in this. Right. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever you're putting forward. And that's not just for, for someone that, that you, uh, you in the collective sense, uh, for someone that, that others may want to follow. That's also for how you live your life with, with, others maybe following your ideas or following the whole reason why there's an importance behind there is because you are, you do have skin in the game. You are putting yourself out there. It, it may come to where people strongly disagree with you. They might talk shit to you. You know, I've got what I think to be just a generally positive message, you know, Hey, if you've messed up, you can come back from it. You can do well, you can be anyone you want to be, you know, be the person you want to be and, and, and live a good life. And I still get people that are just like, you know, in the DMs or in the whatever, fuck you, con, you know, or, oh, you're a piece of shit, or, oh, you fucking piece of shit convict, you know, like, like stupid stuff. So it's like, you're gonna get skin in the game, no matter how good your message is, you're gonna get people that shit talk, you're gonna get people that nitpick, you know, I know that some of these accounts are like the same dude, like I've just blocked him and then he's made a new account to like talk shit, you know, but it's like, you're going to get these crazies that are going to try and find anything you say or anyone you say, Oh, you know, uh, so-and-so, Oh, well he does this. So you're a piece of shit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to tell everyone you're a piece of shit. Look, you can, you, you live your life. You do the best that you do. You have your honor and integrity and that's what matters. It doesn't, matter what what people who are going to hate on you say it matters that you said it with pride and conviction and belief in your heart that what your your message and what you're speaking is true yeah you know it boils down to pretty much you're not going to have everyone agree with you you know i had someone yesterday i had someone yesterday 
challenge my views on traditional families. You know, my wife is a stay-at-home. Yeah, my wife is a stay-at-home mom. I don't believe yeah. my wife should be the leader in my home. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the leader in my home. You know, oh. are there great yeah. women leaders out there? Sure, of course they are. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's saying a woman can't be a great leader, but in a mm-hmm. home with a husband and a father and children, or just a husband and a wife, I believe the husband should be the leader of that home. And someone wrote a book, you know, challenging it. And they said, well, I'm hoping for some intelligent discourse here rather than hate. And I said, you know, honestly, I don't really need people to see things my way. Yeah. They can agree or disagree. And what was great, the guy said, okay, cool. You know, he got it. He was like, all right, well, we just see things differently. And good for him because that's rare. Yeah, guys, yeah. obviously a stand-up dude is one of my favorite people now. <laughs> okay. But yeah. the people that will attack you for mm-hmm. being who you are and standing up and putting your face on what you believe, they only do that because they're locked into this external validation. You know, they need that external yeah. validation. Yes. When guys who like you and me will put our real names out there, say what we got to say. And if you don't agree, fine. Bye. Mm -hmm. We are internally validated, Mm -hmm. validated by our own convictions being met with our actions. Yeah. And that's, that's the part of like, uh, like virtue signaling and victim mentality, both of those, uh, mindsets, or both of those uh, courses of, of life, both require external validation, okay? Uh, victim mentalities, they need others to recognize they're a victim. You know, uh, you, you w- virtue signaling, they need others to see how good they're living their life. You know, it's this outside, and when you look at, at how, those, uh, how those who live that type of lifestyle or condition are, um, they're generally pretty unhappy. You know, because something's always wrong, something, there's always some kind of, you know, uh, injustice or, or, or whatever that needs to be fixed, you know, and the fact that you can live a life and you can say, Hey, you know what, this is how I live my life. And I don't need to explain it to anyone that right there is super duper empowering. And it's also very telling, you know, because it's, it's a person that's living in such a way to where they have their own conviction that doesn't require what other people think. Ed, Ed Lattimore's got this book. Uh, uh, God, I'm going to, I know I'm going to mess up the title, but it's, uh, I think it's not caring what other people think is a superpower, something like that. It's one of his older writings, but yeah. um, it's, that's very, it's very true. You know, uh, once you, once you're able to free yourself from the validation or lack of, uh, uh, from others, it's you, you are so much more able to live a life according to your plan. Yeah. And I think that's a message that a lot of people need right now, you know, regardless of what's going on in the world, more and more people need to be willing to just say, this is who I am, not 
this is who I am when I'm in front of this person. And this is who I am in front of my wife. And this is who I am in front of my colleagues. Right. You know, I get a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you get so many followers or you don't have as many followers as so-and-so? I'm like, I'm just who I am and the people that do identify with me will and those who don't won't. But I yeah. can't bend I can't bend my message to please others because then I'm living falsely. You know, right. the guy that I am on this podcast with you mm-hmm. is the same guy that I am inside that house right there with my wife. It's the same guy sure. that I am when I, it's the same guy that when I go to work, it's the same guy when I'm, you know, with my fraternity brothers in the FOE. I'm not a different guy anywhere because I don't know how to be anybody but me. And it's, yeah. it's overly tiring to try to people please and bend who you are just to make other people happy. Yeah, being being comfortable in your own skin is a superpower. Yeah, <laughs> and we're talking about superpowers. You know, uh, pretending to be something you're not—that's uh, not being comfortable in in your own skin. When you're able to to live your life and know, like, hey, this is who I am. That that's one of that's one of the best compliments, in my opinion, that I get. I've had a couple guys uh, from the war room, these younger guys that that'll say, man, you know, I, I met you at the summit and you were just so cool and talkable. Like, like you just seem like, like, you know, one of the fellas and stuff like that. And like, to me, that's a compliment, you know, because it's like, I'm just being who I am living my life, offering, you know, whatever advice I can give or whatever, but you know, they, they don't see a difference from what they've, what they've seen online versus, you know, how I am or, or, how I talk or or who, because it's just coming from where I came from. I want to give old men alike the best message that I can, the most real message that I can, because I know what being in a pit is and I would hate to see anyone else fall into a pit. So when I'm trying to tell people stuff, um, it's, it's my experience of what I've gone through me being comfortable in my skin now or comfortable to where I'm able to share like, Hey man, you know, you don't want to go down this road or you don't. And I'm perfectly comfortable in doing it because I know I have the experience. Uh, I have the confidence in what I'm speaking of to where I can share that information and that being comfortable in your own sin. I'll say it again. It's a, it's a superpower. I absolutely agree. And I think that's uh, probably one of the best places we could wrap up on. Um, yeah. You know, before we go, I want to thank you, man, for coming on the show. I know you were pretty busy running around trying to get everything done before you hopped on, and I'm glad we were able to make time. <laughs> no, I, I am too. Hey, and real quick, just so people know, cause since we're kind of touching on mindset, uh, I have a book. It was It was supposed to come out this month, but I'm, I'm going to say the C word again, the, the coronavirus uh, has, has kind of been messing with people's uh, sales. And, and uh, so we delayed it. Um, but I have a book on mindset that's it's going to be called Thinking Tough. And it's basically the secrets and methods that I used from being a locked up con- convict to, you know, getting out and legally you know, uh, making money and having a good life, you know, so it's, it's stuff that like people can use 
that came from prison that they could use for business now and or their life now and, and make something of themselves. So, so just uh, if you're watching this, be on the lookout for that. You know, they're putting out a bolo, uh, and and uh, that'll be coming out. That's fantastic. People really enjoy that. I know I'll I'll know I will pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. But guys, thank you all for watching this episode of the Rugged Legacy Podcast. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you slam that like button and the subscribe button. Uh, more good content's coming out your way. That'll do it for this one. Take it easy. Cool. Thank, thanks for having me, Jeff. Thanks for coming on, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Rugged Legacy Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the content on all of the episodes, especially this one here. If you'd like to become a contributor and support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash rugged legacy and click on the support icon. Everyone wants to rise from the ashes, but very few are willing to set themselves on fire. This has been a Rugged Legacy production.